Hello and welcome to the Rum Talk Rum podcast episode two. Um, my name is Josh and joining me is... I am Jess. Perfect. Um, so we've made it back a week later um, and thank you for all the positive uh, responses and feedback that we've uh, that we've got. Um, we managed to get it up on iTunes, which is a good success and Spotify. So, um, so yeah, so thanks for downloading and listening. Um, Jess, how's your week been? It's actually going really well so far. I um, feel like I'm sort of settling into this um, home life and yeah, it's, it's going well. Thank you. How's yours? It's good. It's good. I've, um, I've survived the first sort of the first proper week of, of being at home. Um, Sunday night was a bit of a dodgy one going to bed and thinking sort of the week's starting again. And then Monday starts and you sort of get out of your bed and you go to your front room again um so it's a bit it's a bit strange to get used to um I've got over the overriding sort of desire to shave my head um (laughs) which is which I think a lot of my friends some of them have buckled and done it already um but I've managed to get beyond that because I've I've got this picture in my head that I'm gonna look like David Beckham and I think I'm gonna look a little bit more like Phil Mitchell so um so So I know a few men who have done it why why are men doing this I, I think it's just this opportunity to to think. Well, no one's going to see me for twelve weeks, so I can I can try it out. And even my housemate was saying, "I'm going to dye my hair pink because no one will see me." But um, so yeah, so I, I've got that on my system now, and I think uh, I'm my next my next target is to try and grow a beard like Derek. So um, <laughs> I'm going to so I'm going to ask him for some tips and and see how I go from there. But um, but yeah, all good otherwise. Um, so yeah, so have you just been out on a run? I have, yes. Um, a relatively short one. Um, I procrastinated big time. I'm actually kind of struggling for motivation with running at the moment. But yes, I did go out for a short one. Um, and I'm glad I did. Yeah? Yeah. That's good. Yeah, it, it never fails to make you feel a little bit better. I've, um, I really didn't want to go um sort of my hips still playing up and I can only run about a minute and then walk 30 seconds at the moment just to kind of keep things ticking over but it was just the fresh air I think the fresh air made me feel a lot better um for just getting out there so uh yeah. even though the common was so busy so uh, <laughs> I was making big work I know I know people have still got the running bug um it's going to be great for having so many so many new runners joining us um can run talk run tooting handle it (laughs) i don't know i I hope so (laughs) so uh so yeah so basically um just to recap a little bit about um what we're what we're doing on the podcast we're trying to sort of create a community um and be able to give you a weekly podcast really to um to run to to train to to relax to um, but the one thing I realized last week is I didn't actually explain what Run Talk Run is. And I must have said I, I listened back and, and, and cringed at most of it, to be honest with you. Um, but I, I listened back and realized we never actually explained what Run Talk Run is. So as the founder, Jess, it makes total sense for you to, to sort of I'll give you 30 seconds, you know, just to explain a little bit about what Run, Run Talk Run is, why you set it up and sort of, yeah. Uh, I, I think take it away would be great <laughs> of course yeah um run talk run is a mental health support community first and foremost um and we are facilitating gentle five kilometer jogs um all over the uk there are some abroad and these five kilometer jogs 
are a non-intimidating um, space to find community, to talk about how your day's been, whether that's been good or whether it's been crap. Um, it's a space where you can talk about your mental health if you want to, but don't have to go there if you don't want to. Um, I set it up on the back of a summer where I really struggled with my mental health. Um, my mental health has been up and down since my teens. Um, and I just needed a, a space where I could chat and running facilitates that really well. So yeah. I opened it up to others, really. I think it's great. And uh, I think the, you know, I think we're at a time and, you know, we, we obviously don't say the, uh, the C word um, on the podcast we said from last week, um, the coronavirus. But um, I think it's a time at the moment where a lot of people are looking inwards and sort of viewing their own mental health, um, even people that have never struggled with it in the past. Um, and I've got a lot of friends that have got in touch, you know, since we did the podcast last week and said, you know, what, well, actually, I'm not I'm, I'm struggling a little bit or I'm not you know, doing as great as I thought I would be in the past couple mm. of weeks. So, you know, I do think it's a time where actually, you know, a lot of people are going to look sort of inwards and, and sort of have to work on their own mental health in, in one way or another, really. Um, mm. So so hopefully we can be a space for in which people can talk and um there are many ways in which you can get in touch see this is where i segue this is the next segue um instagram um you can follow us at run talk run um, you can email us which is jessica at runtalkrun.com um, and if you go to runtalkrun.com there's loads of information about different support routes and networks there's a really great map about where your local run talk run um, is obviously there's no runs going on at the moment but you can um you can get in touch with the run leader there and find out a little bit more information there so um i think that's pretty much everything really um what we're going to do is sorry it's not everything for the podcast it's everything for the first <laughs> part so the next part we're going to be bringing in um a guest which is sugar and she is a, a paralympian um sprinter and paracanoist and she's um got some great stories about um how she got into the sport and um, how she's building towards um, Tokyo. So um, stick with us and join us in part two. Hello and welcome back to the Run to Run podcast episode two. Um, Jess, you still with us? Hello, yes. Fantastic. Um, my name's Josh and with us uh, we've got Laura Sugar who is um, a Paralympian um, at Rio in 2016, four-time European medalist um, and lovely person. Laura, are you, uh, are you there? I'm here, yes. Fantastic. Um, so Jess and I have just done a 5k um, and we didn't ask you to do that because you know traditionally you're you're not a long distance runner you've in the past you've been a much much shorter distance runner do you want to tell us a little bit about um your your you know previous sporting events and what you've been doing uh, yes yeah as you mentioned 5k is probably a little bit far for me I did did on my off season do a couple of park runs but that was a shock to my system so I thought maybe not in the middle of a training block go out and run one um but yeah I do 100 and 200 meters uh I've been doing it since since 2013 um in the Paralympic category so I'm a T44 so I've got one leg affected below the knee 
Um, my ankle, I was born with talipis or clubfoot, as it's more commonly known. And my ankle was kind of fused as a as a youngster. I had a few operations all as all as um, before the age of three. Um, but that's why I've got fused ankles. So that's why what kind of classifies me for for the Paralympics. Hey. So we've we've known each other for quite a long time, and and um, we met at university, and 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 the one thing I didn't actually I didn't realise because you're such an active person, and we met playing hockey together, and the thing that always shocked me was you know how how well you're a very very talented hockey player in your own right, and actually I didn't even perceive you as as sort of having a, a disability and because you were just so fantastic at hockey so when when did you decide to um uh training as a as a Paralympic athlete um so I'm kind of well similar to you everyone kind of close to me really knew about my foot um obviously I've known that my ankle doesn't move since a youngster but that's kind of normal for me and as you say, I, I had a bug for sport and I always loved sport and hockey was the sport that I kind of found and loved. I never knew that my disability as such, I call it, dis, it is a disability when it comes to sport. It's um, I'm careful using it in day to day life because I'm aware there's a lot more um, kind of severe disabilities. Um, so day to day life, it doesn't affect me too much. But obviously in sport, it's quite a big hindrance. Uh, but I never knew it was uh, eligible for a Paralympic category because you kind of, when you see the Paralympics, you see wheelchairs, you see blade athletes, you see kind of blind runners with guide athletes. You don't see my foot. And um, so, yeah, I, hockey was the sport I loved. I loved athletics at school, um, predominantly sprinting. I did kind of get roped in for the 1500 metres and things like that. But um, having little legs, a power athlete was kind of where I was at. But I was never kind of on the able-bodied scene. I wasn't I wasn't kind of fast enough. And hockey was the sport that I loved Um got better and better at it and I think by doing sport throughout my life my foot my rest of my body has adapted well to help my foot out and um yeah so it literally was a freak I, I, as I said I love sport I love watching sport and I was watching the Paralympics at London 2012 and I saw someone called Dan Greaves who is still competing now he's been going since Sydney he might hate me for saying that um wow. <laughs> but um it's <laughs> going for one more um but I, because they have a, obviously day to day, seeing me walking down the street wouldn't be so obvious. I occasionally have a limp. Um, but if you, when I point out the obvious, because I don't have any ankle movement, I kind of also have a couple of weird bones in different positions. Also, the main thing is that I don't have that ankle movement, but also then by sight, I don't have any calf muscle because I don't have that plantar flexion, dorsiflexion. Um, so to me, it's quite obvious. And I saw the, the close up of him throwing a discus. And he's got the same condition as me. And I literally went, I've got that foot. And um, I knew I was fast and I, it kind of I, it spiraled from there. I went to a talent day. I just thought this is a great opportunity. I'm a, I'm a stickler for just chucking myself in the deep end of things and gave it a go. And literally turning up to a talent day then led to where well, I, I am now, really. I, I think it's important as well to sort of say how you found out. It was, it was talking to a physio because you were playing you know international hockey for Wales at the time so yeah. you you you've obviously done incredibly well like in, in terms of your in terms of your parents and stuff were they do they just sort of they just said just you know crack on and, and play as much sport as you can and and sort of yeah you know. I, I think when I was born like my parents the big worry was me walking uh, which I'm completely oblivious to because I say I've the last operation I had was when I was three years old so it's been like this kind of fused since then um 
and I, the best thing is only when I got into Paralympic sport, my mum and dad did say, oh, well, the doctors did tell you you'd be, you know, fine in everyday life, just as long as you didn't want to be a sports person. But I think the best thing was that they never told me that. They kind of, my dad loved sport and he was, and so did my mum, and they loved the fact that I was sporty. So they just, they never saw it as a kind of hindrance and just yeah. let me get on with it. If there was things that came along the way that I struggled with, I just found another way to do it, really. So, so you kind of got thrown into this this new world of of sort of sprint distance, and you've got, uh, from my understanding and, and seeing you compete, you've got mixed classifications as well in in terms of when you were when you were sprinting, and um, I though you put up a fantastic picture the other day where I think it was your first race and you were you were sprinting in hockey kit, <laughs> which I thought was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> summed up how new you were to it and and where where was that and how how quickly did that um, come about? it sounds a lot more glamorous than it was it was actually in Dubai um, but so basically to compete in Paralympic sport you need a classification so you need to go you kind of get seen by a doctor and a physio and they sign you off to say yes you're in this category and so I'm in the category with basically anyone with one leg affected so it is dominated by the blades um my classification was quite simple because I'm kind of very well in the category. I'm not even borderline. Um, but to compete internationally, you have to go to an international competition that's not in your country. Um, so I hadn't even done any races yet. And British Athletics kind of, I think because I was training full time for hockey to get faster, it wasn't like I was just suddenly new to sprinting. I was training to be, I was doing gym, I was doing sprints. Um, I did get chucked in the defend and they were like, we want to go and get you classified, but you have to go to Dubai because that's the only one in the next six months that you can go to. So grab some you were, spikes. You were like, oh, if I'm <laughs> Oh, it's such a shame. I know it's tough times. Um, and it was quite nerve wracking. Like I'd done, I'd done loads of races for school and things before, but normally they were on grass tracks or in my trainers. Um, and I'd done loads of obviously running in my hockey Astros. Um, so it was a bit, I run, I think I was running in my, my Welsh training vest for hockey. Um, but it was literally, you just had to run to get classified. It wasn't that you had to be a certain standard, but you just had to run so that when the doctors had seen you, um, kind of in the, in a kind of physio room compared to running, that there is no change. So they're yeah. like, look, you just need to go and run. So yeah, my first ever you did you did quite well as well I think you, you podiumed as well though right I did yes I mean there wasn't that many people out there because it was kind of devised quite an expensive one to go to I think so um I won't say that I was suddenly on the world stage but um yeah it was great to be on the podium there it was it yeah it was still a grand prix so it was still really good um but there was still an uphill battle to climb to get a bit faster absolutely and you did and and obviously um not long after that you uh you sort of went to the the Rio Paralympics yeah how was that um yeah it was amazing as I say when I then first got into Paris what I spelt that then became my my number one goal was to go to the Paralympics and try and challenge for medal I um kind of gave up my playing career of hockey for the time being to to pursue it and so everything went along to there there's there was obviously highs and lows along the way I got Coming from hockey and having leg length difference, so I had a lot of hamstring issues, kind of had a couple of tears along the way. Um, so it was high and lows, but it was still the main aim to get there. And when I when I eventually got there, um, it was an amazing experience. And I kind of, the, my main aim was to make the final. And I think I was ranked eighth and 10th in my events. So it was really kind of just try and make that top eight. And then, yeah, I came fifth in both with a personal best in both. And it was a, just an incredible experience. It must have been amazing. And uh, I think there's a complete 
segue story which which your now husband Tom told me that he he got lost in a favela just before the final and nearly, <laughs> <laughs> and nearly missed you watching compete which I, I think is a brilliant that that should be a podcast in its own right but yeah, um, yeah. well I didn't know about any of that because he was trying to keep me calm and it was only when I got back to the UK and I saw the panicky messages he sent to um my best friend Alex about I think I'm going in the wrong direction. I don't know where this taxi driver is taking me. I've lost, I've missed the train. Um, yeah, yeah <laughs> that, that could wouldn't... be a whole podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, so obviously one of the, one of the sort of the next big goals is, is Tokyo and, um, and, but you've changed sports in, since Rio. So do you want to, do you want to say a little bit about that? Yeah. So I, I am still clinging on to athletics. Um, I still have kind of unwritten unfinished business with that um so still training for athletics but as I mentioned before I I um I compete against predominantly against blade athletes and um so every year like I said I think I mentioned somebody else before I've, I've gained as you mentioned before I've gained European medals um but not quite on the world stage and I worked out I've never come higher than fourth but never come lower than fifth in either a world or Paralympic champs um and each time it's someone different that beats me and it's it's just because the blade technology obviously athletes get stronger and there's new athletes that come along but um quite often each year I get faster and I nibble away at times but then kind of the blade technology clicks on and somebody then takes like a second off their time that wasn't kind of competitive before so I've been approached by Canute Power Canoe for a couple of years well a year to 18 months um saying we think this girl fits the disability criteria. She's we're looking for someone in her category. We know that she's strong. We know she's powerful, and I kind of fitted all all of their brief, and I kind of put it off a bit because I was like, no, I've I've got athletics is the one I chose. Um, but again, my kind of little urge to take opportunities, and I I knew I'd I I love all sports, and I knew even when I went abroad, I'd I'd go out kayaking. So in the end, I went actually, I should give this a go because at least. At, it is a level playing field with me against the blades because that's the category I'm in. Um, however, they probably do have an advantage if um, over me because when I get up right running, my foot just slaps on the floor, whereas the blades get um, kind of Bring continued up. momentum when they put it in. Yeah. Um, so I just thought it's an opportunity to go and try out a sport. Um, but yeah, again, I kind of got a bug for it and loved it and really loved learning about it and loved learning the technique. And I kind of had a really steep, steep curve on how I wasn't it wasn't like athletics I wasn't quick when I first started but I did pick it up really quickly and got better than it expected so I'm now um my lot of funding is actually for canoeing now because I got a world medal in canoeing which was better than my athletics um so that's taken a slightly heavier weight in training but as I say I'm still still gunning for athletics as well and uh it's it's a lot I, I guess a lot more upper body work as well and uh um, that that must be a, a huge shift in the way in which you train as well I'd imagine yeah definitely I have to I I was a bit nervous at first because I say like there's suddenly loads more upper body I did quite a lot of upper body and was naturally quite strong um, in athletics but now I've actively pursued it I think I, I kind of panicked the first few months because of suddenly doing all this gym and I think I put on about four kilos um, purely on upper body but it didn't affect my speed too much in my running. I just need to make sure that I continue that power. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of the, the the first six months to a year was a massive change. But I now think it's kind of more steady. Um, so it's, it's nice to have a almost an equal balance in my training between legs and arms now in my specific gym training. Yeah. Um, but the actual boat training is really similar. Obviously, I'm 
sat on my bum using my arms more but there's a lot of leg drive which is why my foot classifies me in the canoe because it's a lot about the leg drive and core um and the training is really similar the principles to kind of sprint training for athletics and sprint training for canoe so it's been quite a smooth-ish transition no that's brilliant so the so the obviously you you tokyo was was fast approaching and that was it you must have been that's the ultimate goal and what you're training towards and you know in recent weeks and with what's happening with the global pandemic it's it's been delayed by a year and you know how how was that sort of taking that news and and how does that affect your sort of the next 12 months because i know you know there are a lot of people that listen to this that were building towards a half marathon or a full marathon or i know that that jess was you know i was as well and it's you know to suddenly have something shift in dates it must be a, a massive change to your mindset and how you you the goal goes a lot lot further away so so how, how have you gone about that yeah I think I say for anyone that's then had something that they were building up to to have it suddenly I know the dates have moved we've shown but it's not there it's not imminently kind of coming up and so it's kind of I've had a few whole different range of emotions we had kind of two weeks before we went on lockdown we were supposed to have our selection for the games in April um and the olympic team was supposed to have it in march and it was a week before the olympic selection and they turned around to us and said we're moving your selection to next meet next week and this is when again we thought the games were still on so there was this cold kind of whole a bit of panic but then in your mind you're kind of convinced you know convincing yourself yeah i'm ready for this i can do this um pumping yourself up trying to get a really quick taper and just you know think everyone's in the same boat literally hence the pump um <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. But, <laughs> I thought you might. Um, so we had that panic, and then two days later, they were like, "No, we've cancelled the Olympic and Paralympic selection. It's not happening next week anymore. Uh, we don't know when it's going to happen. It might happen in June." So then we had to change our focus again. So mentally, it was kind of it was almost partly disappointment because I've got myself all psyched up, um, but then partly relief because you're like, I can actually properly prepare and properly taper for it. And then literally a week later, then the Paralympic Games and Olympic Games gets announced as being postponed. So um, initially, I don't know, you might agree, you might disagree, but the first couple of days after that was announced, kind of my motivation really dipped. Yeah. Um, because you've really been gearing up for this. And and we had our selection really soon. And it was all about, like, especially in a para sport, there's, there are world championships each year, but it is all about those Paralympic Games. And that's what we've been training for for, for years um so kind of wake up being like oh everything I've been training for and everything I've been doing every single day and it's not happening anymore and this is before we had the dates um so I had a real kind of mental dip the, the kind of those few days after that announcement trying to still go out and get keep fit and get some training in but kind of in that session when I was trying to do like a time trial in the back there's that little kind of little demon in the back of your mind being like oh what's the point in this yeah but um I think now we've got the new dates, it's given us a whole new focus and, it, and now I've seen the positive actually, I'm still new to canoeing essentially um, and it gives me loads more time, like in this, I've got a kayak erga machine, I can just drill in the technique, I don't need to worry so much about the physical because we're almost going to have a bit of downtime now, but yeah. um, now I'm taking the opportunities of what can be it just might be around that august september time i start thinking oh we'd have been around tokyo right now um so yeah ups and downs but i think it's taking the positives in everything and trying to keep that motivation really absolutely and it's great that you're staying so positive about it because it, it, it must be it must be a huge shift but you know i guess everyone's you know everyone's got to make sort of 
huge adjustments to their lives and and you know hopefully with another year's training you'll be you'll be back stronger and and you know compete at an even an even stronger level really so um so i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap it up there the um i hope you can join us for part three um i think it's important as well that you know if, you, if you've got any questions at all um you know or, or you want to follow laura's progress um i i can you want to tell us what your instagram is laura yeah so but my instagram and twitter are both at laura sugar one perfect well yeah follow follow laura's progress um towards so it's still being called tokyo 2020 though isn't it it's not going to be called tokyo yes. 2021 um no as far as i'm aware it's still saying tokyo 2020 i'm guessing that's there's been get loads of loads branding. of uh, memorabilia made <laughs> absolutely so that's going to get very confusing next year so um follow us um or at run to run um, any questions email us at jessica at runtalkrun.com and stick with us um, as we go into part three and we talk about um, some of the ways that we uh, the run talk run community are continuing to train uh, whilst we are all in lockdown so stick with us for part three cheers Hello and welcome back to the Run Talk Run podcast, episode two. My name's Josh. Jess, I'm hoping you're still here. I'm here. Laura Sugar is still here. I'm still here. Fantastic. That's great. Um, so welcome back. Um, so what we wanted to do is just talk a little bit about what we're sort of doing training-wise, really, um, in the last couple of weeks. Um, as Laura, I think you touched upon, You've have you got a sort of a special machine in your back garden how are you going about your training yeah so for so my running my athletics training is kind of quite simple I'll, I'll find you know I live in a village that's quite nice I can just go out and run up do sprints up hills and jump circuits and some power base circuits but I've got a a kayak ergo machine so very similar to a rowing machine but with kayak blades um that kindly British canoeing have lent each of us um, so I can get some technical work in my garden for the for the canoeing as well. That's pretty good. But I did also see that you had a couple of tins of baked beans as well. So <laughs> what what are they for? Like, <laughs> <clears throat> so I do have a bit of home gym equipment, of course. British canoeing brought us all like a chin up bar and things like that. But um, a lot of kind of robustness and keeping shoulder mobility, hip mobility is a lot of lightweight things and movement so I but I didn't have any lightweights the kind of my the dumbbells I had were five kilos and a bit too heavy so I just raided the cupboard and found some chickpeas chopped tomatoes baked beans and all my robustness kind of activities were with those it, it's like really refreshing to to know that like using baked beans or tins as uh, as weights isn't you know it's okay with with team GB as well so it, it, oh, yeah. it's, it's the whole spectrum from from you know mine and Jess's level all the way up to yours. So that's that's really great to hear. Um, so so Jess, I see Jess, I see you've been you've been doing a bit of a handstand challenge every day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've dropped I've dropped you in it by bringing it up. How's that going? Uh, do you know what? It's really it's quite cool because it's balance is not something that. Um, I'm very gifted with um so it's good to have a challenge that is completely unrelated to what I would normally do be doing with strength training and 
I think I'm just focusing on movement generally. Um, I haven't got any sort of running goals or fitness goals or anything that I'm working <clears> towards. <throat> so actually, it's been quite nice to just play around with movement whilst yeah. we're in this situation. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. And it's nice to sort of do that with siblings as well, get them involved. Um, I think it's, it's a really fun. great <laughs> It's a really great time to try stuff out. So, you know, I've got a few friends that like are are doing home workouts and um I've seen some I've seen some really good ones. Um I've seen the use of a skateboard as like a roller to do core. Um that <laughs> that was really impressive. I was like if if I was cool enough <clears throat> to have a skateboard, I would definitely do that. So uh, so that was pretty cool. And the um the tooting group as well, they they've got an alphabet of different uh of different types of exercises so like c is a plank d is press ups and every every day someone in the group chooses a new word so, <laughs> so basically they have to do this set they have to do this set gym um <coughs> set exercises based on what word is uh, someone chucks out there every day so is there, i think there's a really- limit to how long those words are <laughs> it's not anti-disestablishment <laughs> really. but I think, I think it's an eight or nine letter word so um but I thought it was a really great idea so maybe we should put we should put that alphabet out so people can um decide to do that themselves well, that's quite fun it's quite a good yeah, way of doing like it isn't it so uh so yeah um but the one person I did want to give a massive shout out to is is Tom um who He's also on Instagram as the the mental health runner or mental underscore health uh, underscore runner, and he did the three peaks challenge on his on his stairs. Um, I think a couple of days ago, which is an incredible effort. And I've got his stats here. He did one thousand three hundred and eighty one stair climbs. Uh, he did eighteen thousand and twenty four steps and it took him six hours um wow. so a lot of climbing stairs <laughs> <laughs> I mean I hope he doesn't have neighbors because they would be going absolutely irate at him uh, but you he's don't even done get the perks of the views of the three peaks <laughs> no. well, someone had a laptop with the views there he's I think he has actually in fairness um but it's it's absolutely incredible so he did a virtual three peaks challenge um so yeah, so you should definitely you should definitely follow him and keep in touch because I'm sure he's got another challenge lined up. Um, I got told off by my neighbours for doing burpees because I put a crack in their ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> so I now have to go outside to do burpees. Uh, so that's that's off, and so is star jumps. Um, anything to do with jumping up and down is is out the window. Um, I think we got a couple of um, we got a couple of suggestions of what what people have done at home i know that jen got in touch to say that she's spent a lot of time watching instagram live workouts but not actually doing any of them because so, <laughs> <laughs> they they've I, I they pop up all the time and i do look at them and think oh that's a great idea i'll, I'll maybe do that sometime um and there was also a Welsh running dad who said he, he keeps leaving things upstairs. So by the end of the day, he's already done a bit of a workout. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, but um, yeah, keep sending them in as well. You can get in touch with us at RunTalkRun. Um, uh, you can email us, jessica at runtalkrun.com. Um, and do also check out the website as well. 
Um, but um, but Laura, you've you've done a great video um, that you put up today as well for um, for exercise. I think it was, was it exercise for that the kids can get can can do. Yeah, so um, I also work for one of my friend's charities called the Mintridge Foundation, um, set up by my best friend Alex Passy. But and we normally it has athletes and we go into schools and help. We lead an assembly and we get kids active and we try and inspire them through that. Well, obviously due to the current situation we can't do that and loads of school visits have had to be cancelled so I did kind of a virtual school visit so it starts with a bit of an assembly kind of just talking to them about how I got into sport and a bit about my story um, and then there's a half hour kind of activity video of some things that are related to running loads of some athletic drills um, yes it is kind of the wording of it is directed towards children however you can they are for all the family for all ages um, and I've also got four challenges in there that hopefully kind of young and old people can get involved in and um, so yeah post that today um, that's gone live and hopefully families can get involved and do it all together and people can kind of take things snippets from it and roll with it and come up with their own ideas. I like it so you can check that out on the, the Mintridge Foundation Facebook page I think. Yes, and, yeah, and I'll have retweeted it, um, but there's a link to their page on there. Perfect. Um, so yeah, so I think I think that's I think that's kind of it for this week, guys. Um, I, I would say, how's your week looking? What are you guys going to be up to? But I think <laughs> I think we've got to keep doing these these personal exercise challenges. Really, um, I think you know, Jess, you, you're probably going to keep cracking on with the headstand. Absolutely. Yeah, keep keep almost like breaking my neck or something. But yeah, I'm gonna crack on with those. I'll be able to hold it by the end yeah. of this. By the end of this, you're you're gonna be <laughs> yeah. you're gonna be holding handstands and all sorts. Um I'm gonna not do burpees, um, otherwise I'm gonna get in some serious trouble. And um and Laura, like best of luck with with everything for Tokyo 2020 Tokyo 2021 um, so <laughs> yeah, yeah thank you very much yeah follow um follow Laura at Laura Sugar one on Instagram and Twitter and um yeah keep up keep up to date with uh with her progress um and you know backyard training programs with baked beans and uh and lentils <laughs> so and chickpeas <laughs> so um <laughs> Have a great week, guys. Thank you for all the um, fantastic responses we've had. Um, don't forget to subscribe and uh, give us a rating um, on iTunes or Spotify. And we'll be back next week. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.